0: What's going on, JD? How are you doing? Hey, good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So, welcome to the uh, open the MLB 2019 official preview show on the Loro Antonio Sports Talk podcast. I'm your host, Loro Antonio. Also, uh, today, after our MLB show, we're going to talk about, we're going to do our Patriot talk show with JD and Loro to talk about what's in store for the Patriots this offseason, reaction to Rob Gronkowski retiring, and also the allegations surrounding Mr. Robert Kraft. So now, with that being said, let's start off with baseball. And let's talk about the opening series previews for the Dodgers and the Red Sox. So the Dodgers play the Red Sox, the the Diamondbacks to begin the series. And I'm expecting a four-game sweep for the Dodgers to begin the season.
1: It's certainly some good matchups. The one thing that concerns me for the Dodgers is – I mean, they're obviously missing Clayton Kershaw, and now they're going to be missing Rich Hill. So definitely some depth issues to combat with in the rotation. But other than that, I would say the Dodgers are definitely a better team than the Diamondbacks.
0: I think the thing is, the reason why I say the Dodgers will have a four-game sweep is because I I believe in the guys that we have in our rotation to get the job done, like Julio Urias, Jin Ryu, Kenta Maeda, Ross Stripling. Those guys can get it done, and I believe that they will.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean... Certainly the first couple matchups you got Zach Granke and Ryu and then Robbie Ray and Kenta Maeda. so those will Strip, certainly be Ray tough. Right? And stripling? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but then when they get to the matchup with like Walker Bueller and Julio Urias, I think you guys definitely have the pitching matchup there. Pitching advantage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And then I think our bullpen's gonna be really good this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The the addition of Joe Kelly, I know we've talked about that in the past, but uh, he'll certainly, he'll give you fits at times with some inconsistency. But overall, he's a great eighth inning guy to have get the ball to Kenley Jansen.
0: Yeah, so a four-game sweep for the Dodgers over the D-backs. So expect the Dodgers to go off to a 4 hour start. So now let's talk about, let's go on the reverse side and talk about your Red Sox playing the Seattle Mariners as the defending World Series champions begin the 2019 season on the road. So Chris Sale, Tell me your reaction getting a contract extension as he will take the mound tomorrow against the Seattle Mariners.
1: Honestly, I know some people are concerned about the money and the length you're giving him for a guy now entering the wrong side of 30 with some shoulder issues in the past. Only pitched like 156 innings last year. And really, he, he trails off a little bit and breaks down in August and September and into the postseason. But overall, I love it. He's, he's been one of the top, Two or three pitchers in baseball for the past half decade. Um, He was really the the shot in the arm this pitching staff need needed to turn it around after a couple years of really struggling through inconsistencies there. And the big thing for me is the Red Sox just don't have pitching depth in the minor leagues. So there's no one I see down there who's going to come up and and be the next ace of this team. So. I think you do need a guy like Chris Sale in your rotation, even if you're going to be maybe overpaying him for the final year or two of his deal in four or five years.
0: Absolutely. So now let's talk about the starting the pitching matchups for the Seattle for the for the Red Sox. So you got Chris Sale going tomorrow, and then Nathan Evaldi. Surprisingly, Alex Cora made this decision to move David Price to starting uh, in Oakland. So that this is how the rotation goes, so Evaldi goes Friday, Eduardo Rodriguez Saturday, and then Rick Parcello on Sunday. So what do you think about that like why didn't why didn't Alex Cora decide to put David Price for game two, and why did he go with Nathan Evaldi instead? Well, I think it was
1: going to be David Price, but he 's been battling uh, I believe it 's neurovirus for the past week or two, so that's uh keeping him a little under the weather, so I think it 's more just the Red Sox giving him extra time to recover but I honestly, I don't mind the rotation for the four games in Seattle. You're going lefty, righty, lefty, righty. Um, Evaldi, we'll see what he does in the new, with the new contract. Eduardo Rodriguez is a guy I know a lot of people are hoping for him to take that next step. He's shown flashes, but really hasn't been able to stay healthy for a full season. So I think people are excited to see what he can do in a full season of action if he stays healthy. And Porcellos, that quintessential guy he'll give you. Seven innings give up two or three runs. He'll give you a chance to win every game that you're in.
0: Yeah, he's going to give you a chance every time you're going to win a game. And uh, I, because I'm looking, I'm looking at it. So for the Mariners, Chris Sale will go against Marco Gonzalez. And then Ivaldi's going to go against Yusek Kikuchi. Eduardo Rodriguez is going to go against Mike Leake. And then Rick Parcelo will go against Wade LeBlanc. And then David Price will go in Oakland on Monday, April 1st, when the Red Sox go to the Oakland Coliseum for the mm-hmm. tough 10-game uh, West Coast trip before they return home to play their uh, home opener against the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah,
1: definitely a tough stretch to begin the season for the Red Sox with the four against Seattle, and then you got the series in Oakland and the series in Arizona. So, tough way to start the season. I'm sure these guys can't wait to be home in, in 10 or 11 days to raise that banner. But I think... I'm just excited baseball's back and out of the four games in the series the one I'm looking forward to the most is is the second game see what UC Kachuki has to offer. I know he pitched well in his in his opening game. I've seen a little bit of him during spring training. He's kind of got a uh, a funky delivery which will be interesting to see and Avaldi we'll see uh where he's at after his heroics in the postseason last year. Yes, yeah, so
0: let's let's also talk dive into our question of the day for your Red Sox. So I was not surprised that Sandy Leon was outright into AAA. Did you think the Red Sox decided to make that move? Did you think that was the right move for the Boston Red Sox?
1: I do. I, I mean, I love Sandy Leon. I love all, the, all that he brought to this team, especially on the defensive side. And you hear the pitchers gush about how much they love him. Uh, but, I mean, I think it's the right move because, for my money, Vasquez and Leon, both phenomenal defensive catchers. And outside of the personal catcher, logic there's really no need to keep two guys like that they seem sort of redundant a bit and swyhart gives you by far the most offensive upside of any of the catchers he's hitting like 400 in spring training people have known that for a while when him and vasquez were coming up through the system it was always what a great catching tandem this team's gonna have vasquez on the defensive side swyhart on the on the offensive side of the plate and I'm just excited to see what Swihart can do now that the Red Sox are finally giving him a shot because it seemed like last year he, he had earned the opportunity to maybe get a few starts at catcher, but they just kept moving him around to the outfield or to first base, third base, really everywhere but catcher. So I want to see him back at his natural position and, and I like the move.
0: Yeah, and, expect, and you expect Christian Vasquez to be the man be- behind the plate every day.
1: Yeah, I would I would think Vasquez takes the takes the starting duties, but I I could see Swire getting a starter two every week.
0: I think Vasquez is gonna is gonna catch uh, I think uh, Christian Vasquez is gonna catch uh, Chris Sale tomorrow.
1: Yes, I I think Vasquez is going to be the opening day starter. I think he's earned that. He was uh, one of the best defensive catchers in the game. Had a good postseason last year and. Is a guy that, like Leon, all, a lot of these pitchers love throwing to. I know the Red Sox did roll with the whole personal catcher thing a lot last year. So now with Swihart in the mix instead of Leon, I don't know where it'll go from there with the guys who Sandy caught. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, and also um, Dustin Pedroia is going to start the year on the injured list. I didn't think he would be. I was predicting him to be the. Uh, Oak, oh, the, the team's primary leadoff hitter is a good tone setter, and with his veteran presence on the team, and also uh, Steve Pierce, the reigning World Series MVP, is out. So I think it. I don't. I think what this message is saying is that you don't want to rush Steve Pierce, your best bench player, back right away. And then Dustin Pedroia, who I think is going to have a good bounce back season after he was limited to three games last year, they're just taking it slow with both those guys.
1: Absolutely. You can afford to wait with these guys, and especially on Pedroia's end. It's been so long, you want to make sure he's fully 100% before you bring him out on the field. Because last year, they rushed him back, brought him back for two or three games, wasn't right, and ended up missing the rest of the season with an injury. So you don't want any of those type of setbacks, especially in his case. I, I like the move of keeping him on the injured list until he's 100%. And Pierce, I think it's just a minor issue. He'll be back after his stint on the injured list.
0: Yeah, every fan is going to have to get used to that. No more DLs now. It's going to be just injured lists.
1: Yeah, I know, right? I I'll be catching myself on that a few times.
0: I kind of I said DL a few times, but I'm going to I'm going to say injured lists now. It's a, it's it's like 10-15 but next season it's going to go to 15 days and then it'll still be 60 days if a player is out longer. Mm-hmm. So now uh with now that being said here, so so my so now with, with Petroya being out, do you, think, uh, do you think Brock Holt will be the man be, the man taking the duties at second base?
1: Yeah, I think it will be Brock Holt, at least to start. Um, the Red Sox also have Eduardo Nunez, but it seemed like they like to put Nunez at third more as a backup to Rafael Devers last year. So I think at least to start the season, you'll see Holt is primarily the everyday guy. Nunez will fill in for Devers or Holt when need be, probably get three-ish starts a week, um, maybe a couple at third and one or two at second. Um, but I don't mind the move of having Nunez at second base, even as a backup to Holt. He gives you some speed and an interesting look off the bench. The defense is always always an issue with him, but I think that one-two punch of Holt and Nunez, that tandem will be just fine until Padre gets back.
0: Oh, absolutely. And also, uh, also, my question for you is who's going to be the Red Sox closer? I feel like it's going to come down to three guys. Matt Barnes, Ryan Brazier, or Tyler Thornburg. But if I have to choose one right now, I'm going to go Matt Barnes as the closer.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Matt Barnes too. I think he showed the most potential, and it seemed like the Red Sox were maybe grooming him last year as a potential Craig Kimbrell replacement. I see Brazier being the eighth inning guy. I thought he was Core's most dependable reliever last year for the bulk of the season, they didn't really put him in that eighth inning role usually, but I I wanted to see him there, so I'm excited to see what he can do if that becomes his firm position, and Thornburg, I like him, I like the stuff he brought in Milwaukee, I'm just not sure if he's fully healthy yet, still after a year or two after that thoracic outlet injury, one guy, I'm not saying he's going to be a closer or an eighth inning guy, but a guy that I I'm interested to see his Colton Brewer, the Red Sox picked him up via trade in the off season. And I got to see him once or twice in spring training and he, he looked pretty good. So um, we'll see where that goes. But as far as the bullpen, if the Red Sox don't make any changes, they don't end up bringing Craig Kimbrell back, maybe sometime in April or something. If the bullpen struggles, I think you see them look to the minor leagues. We've already talked about Durbin Feltman a lot. And I was seeing talk a couple days ago that people think maybe by the end of the year, Darwins and Hernandez is going to be the Red Sox closer. He's one of their top pitching prospects and had a phenomenal spring. Uh, Darwins and Hernandez.
0: I'm going with Durbin Feltman as the closer.
1: Yeah, no, I like him too. Either of those two guys, I think you'll see them both at points this year. From Feltman's perspective, because he was major league ready last year and he was one of the premier college closers in the game. And for Hernandez, he had a phenomenal spring. And I think if things continue into the summer – you could see him get a chance in this bullpen, especially if guys like the Workman struggle. Because one area where I think the Red Sox bullpen is in good shape is long relief. I think Hector Velasquez and Brian Johnson are two quality long relief options out of the pen. Uh, but it's just that seventh, eighth inning, getting the ball to Barnes in the ninth inning, and even Barnes in the ninth inning. So, I mean, the Red or Sox
0: Barnes loses the closer role, then I could see two. I could see. I could see I could see uh Durbin Feltman and uh and Darwis and Hernandez being called up and those guys will be a good one two punch in the bullpen very soon.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean the Red Sox, while they don't have that high end talent for pitching coming from high end rotation guys, they certainly have a lot of guys who could become quality, durable relievers. And I think Hernandez and Feltman are just two of those examples, so I'm not sure how the bullpen will shake out. I know I've said this to you before. I'm not going to delude myself into thinking all these guys were going to be as good as they were in October last year because I know, especially in the bullpen more than any other position, that's just not how it goes. Things can change so much from year to year. And, I mean, for as much as I love Ryan Brazier, he was pitching in Japan a year and a half ago because no one wanted him in the majors. So I hope he's more of the 2018 Ryan Brazier, but – I don't want to put too much stock in it. And I know the Red Sox survived last year with a, a suspect bullpen during the regular season, but it seems like things could be magnified this year and people get on them for not spending the money to sign Kimbrel.
0: Yeah. And also Ryan Brazier, he, his, he went to court because I heard that his son missed a lot of school because of, of the world series thing, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I saw that today and that, that uh, made me laugh.
0: So, Here's what I think. I think I'm actually going to go on a limb here in the American League East is because I have your Red Sox still making the playoffs and they're going to be the first wild card team in the American League and they're going to play the Tampa Bay Rays and I have the New York Yankees actually winning the American League East.
1: I mean, I I'm never going to say I agree with that just because I have to keep up being a Red Sox fan. At the same time, I do tend to lean toward the Yankees this year, I think. They, they had the financial flexibility to make moves, maybe put them past the Red Sox. I, I still think the Red Sox should be given credit by these preseason rankings like ESPN or Yahoo as the favorites where they were the World Series champs last year and they retained, what, 23 of their 25 guys. But at the same time, before the Red Sox won the AL East back-to-back years in um, 16 and 17, They'd never repeat it as AL East champs or division champs. So it's just so tough to win a division two years in a row that I have a hard time believing that now the Red Sox may be going on four years in a row. will be able to keep it up, even if I think their team is very talented.
0: They, got, they still got a good team. And also, I'll tell you my projected lineup for the uh, Boston Red Sox tomorrow against the Seattle Seahawks, the Seattle uh, Mariners. I didn't mean to say Seahawks because that's football terms, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you my projected lineup for tomorrow's uh, game for the for the uh, Boston Red Sox and the Seattle Mariners. So I have, I I think Dustin Pedroia is going to be your primary leadoff hitter when he comes back. So the opening day lineup will look like this. Look, look, look like this tomorrow. So I have Andrew Benintendi leading off and playing left field. Then I have Mookie Betts, the reigning American League MVP, batting second and playing right field. Hitting third is the shortstop Xander Bogarts. Hitting cleanup is the third baseman, Rafael Devers. And then hitting fifth is the uh, designated hitter, J.D. Martinez. Hitting sixth is the second baseman, Brock Holt. Hitting seventh is the first baseman, Mitch Marlin. Hitting eighth is the catcher, Christian Vasquez. And hitting ninth is the center fielder, JBJ.
1: I agree with that. I I like JBJ being in that nine hole. I know he he's a very streaky hitter, but at the same time, I think he's excelled the most when they've put him in that nine hole. There's not as much pressure on him. Uh the only thing I may flip in that order is move J D and Devers, switch them four and five because JD did hit the bulk of last season in the three, four spots of the lineup. So uh but I do agree I think Benatendi will lead off tomorrow. Cora has mentioned multiple times that they're grooming Benatendi to be the leadoff hitter and who knows maybe like you said Pedroia could come up and and be there I think if Pedroia does well on his rehab assignment comes back and plays well he could even be the number two hitter but I think the Red Sox are at least going to start the season with Ben Attendee at leadoff
0: let's see how Ben Attendee uh, r- relishes that role of being the Red Sox leadoff hitter and uh I think Andrew Ben is going to continue to get better I see that in him and uh The reason why I have J.D. Martinez hitting five is because I see J.D. Martinez more as a run producer.
1: Yeah, I mean, you certainly saw that last year. The man can hit home runs, but he's not your quintessential 40 home run hitting 240 guy. He can also hit 320, so he's certainly the guy you want to have up with guys on base. Even if he doesn't hit the ball out of the park, he'll still produce runs.
0: He doesn't even run that well, though. That's why he's not really that much. You don't put him in the outfield that much.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't think you'll see him out there that much. I know when he originally signed with the Red Sox, he was a little hesitant because he does enjoy playing the outfield. I mean, I know he's, he's struggled in the outfield at times, certainly when you compare him to the trio the Red Sox have out there now in Benettendi, Bradley, and Betts. Yeah, you can't really find a better defensive outfield than that. So I I do see J.D. getting some playing time in right field, occasionally maybe once or twice a week, just because I know he does like being out there at times. Um and I don't think the Red Sox want to keep him at DH for all 162 games. So maybe you'll Unless see him
0: severely hurt. Like, like if it's a situation, like if his knees gave up on him.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, you could see that. Another thing I think, I think you'll see him play a, a decent amount of games out in right field. I'm not saying a lot, but toward the beginning of the season because the Red Sox will have guys like Pedroia and Pierce coming back. And I think for a game or two there, for each of them, the Red Sox would like to have them at DH till they get their MLB legs back under them. So those could be games where you see J.D. transition to the outfield for a couple days.
0: Yeah, and also I'll tell you my projected lineup for the Dodgers tomorrow. So I have uh, Jock Peterson leading off and playing left field, Corey Seeger batting second and playing shortstop. I'm excited to get him back out there. Justin Turner hitting third and playing third base. Then Max Muncy hitting fourth and playing first base. The newly acquired A.J. Pollock will bat fifth and play center field. Cody Bellinger will bat sixth and play right field, and then Kike Hernandez bat seventh and play second, and then Austin Barnes will bat eighth and do the catching, and then Hyunjin Ryu will bat ninth and 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 pitch.
1: Okay, I, I like that a lineup. I agree with I agree with most of it,
0: and I'm actually happy that Alex Verdugo made the opening day roster. But I what I was told last w- this week was that this is a situation that he's brought in. Like for example, it's kind of like Patrick Mahomes being groomed under Alex Smith so this is the same situation that Alex Verdugo is going through
1: yeah definitely and I I mean you certainly see even after that trade with the Reds where they sent Kemp and Puig out to Cincinnati Dodgers is still loaded in the outfield I mean you got A.J. Pollock newly acquired you got Peterson you got Bellinger Hernandez can even play out there occasionally and Chris Taylor can play out there too so you certainly have a great amount of depth in there I think it's a good situation for Verdugo to come up and, and learn from these guys.
0: And I do think eventually Alex Verdugo will be the, the, the Dodgers uh, primary leadoff man.
1: I agree. I, I don't know as much about him as you do, but I, I take your word for it.
0: So so I think I think this Dodger team's going to be good this year. And uh, my question for you is, uh, do you do you, see, do you think the Dodgers are going to be the best team in baseball this year? I I
1: think they're going to be one of the top teams in baseball. I, I do have to side with, with most people right now and lean toward the Astros being the best team in baseball. I know a lot of people are high on them, and it's easy to see why when you look at this team, especially in the infield. They're just loaded, having left to right Bregman, Correa, Altuve, Gurriel, and then a guy like Kemp in your back. Or not Kemp, excuse me. I see Tony Kemp as the backup, but George Springer out there, who's one of the most... The best center field, one of the best center fielders in the game, very clutch player, one of the best one-two punchers in baseball with Verlander and Cole. The bottom of the rotation could be an issue. You got Wade Miley, Peacock, and Hugh, McHugh, but that's really the only little concern for this team. They just seem so complete, and yeah, the Red Sox dominated them a little bit last year in the postseason, but I can see them definitely maybe making a return trip to the World Series from a couple years ago.
0: I, I expect the Dodgers to be back in the World Series. I think this is, good, this is a good team. Um, Kenley Jansen looks healthy, but I think without Hill and Kershaw, this Dodger team will be fine without them. I just don't want to see them get rushed back.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's the same situation for the Dodgers and the Red Sox with their injuries. You, you don't want to rush the guys back because both teams know they're going to be in, in the playoffs in some capacity. It's really not about trying to go for that 100, wins like the Red Sox were doing last year and even the Dodgers going for a great record last year. But in the Red Sox case, more so than the Dodgers, it seems like the Red Sox will be competing for the division with the Yankees and maybe even the Rays, whereas the Dodgers, yeah, they have the Rockies in the division, but it's really L.A. and everybody else in the NL West. So I don't think there is much for the Dodgers to be concerned about as far as needing to rush Kershaw and Hill back. Um, I still think the team that's constituted right now on the field 25 guys, even without those two, is the best team in the National League West. And adding those two guys can only help. But I think you're right to not rush them back.
0: Yeah. And also, the keys to both series is that for the Dodgers, don't rely on the home run ball. And then for the Diamondbacks, they need to find somebody. They need to find a new slugger to replace Paul Goldschmidt. And for your Red Sox, uh, I think they just got to find an identity on the bullpen. And for the yeah. Mariners, that uh, is. Don't let the distractions of Edwin Diaz get taunt them, you know, mm-hmm. of them trading Edwin Diaz. They need to find out. They they got to they see if Hunter Strickland could get the job done.
1: Absolutely. And for me, for the Red Sox-Mariner Series, I agree with you. I was going to say something about the bullpen, too. I, I think last year around this time, that was still the concern with the Red Sox. And even though they're coming off a World Series championship, still becomes the opening day concern for this team just because – You don't really have any proven closers in there. And you don't have guys who've really really proven it as durable bullpen arms for more than really last year or last October even. And for the Mariners, I think just be able to deal with the turnover. It seems like every year for the past four or five years, they've really, really turned over their roster. Now they have Malik Smith in center field, Edwin Encarnacion at first base. They're still a very good team. Some great young talent too. They got D Gordon, who was a star last year when Robinson Cano was out filling in at second base, and then moving him to the outfield. So you got a good team. You won the two games out in Japan. So just figure out your identity as this new team because they did undergo a bigger turnover than most teams. Uh, in the Dodgers Diamondback series, the Dodgers just want to see that the depth of the rotation with Hill and Kershaw out. And for the Diamondbacks, I, I agree with you. Figure out um, what you're going to be doing without Paul Goldschmidt. You just lost another power option with Steve Suze out in right field. I believe he got hurt recently. Uh, yeah, he, had,
0: he has a torn ACL, and MCL.
1: Yes, so that's another power option down. So figure out where where the offense is going to come from from this team because you have a great start to the rotation, especially with Zach Granke and Robbie Ray and Godley. But – the offense is a little bit of a concern.
0: Oh, absolutely. And then I would expect uh, Dustin Pedroia to be back uh, for the Red Sox home opener. I hope so. I, I, I'm i a little more cautious on it
1: just because I do think Pedroia's injury has been more serious than, than most people have thought it was or that the Red Sox have been leading on. So I think the Red Sox may take their time, but I do think you see him by the end of April or – Cautiously, I think the Red Sox would like to have him back by Patriots Day.
0: Oh, absolutely. So now um, I'll tell you my top five AL and NL positions head in, heading into the 2019 season. For the NL, I have Scherzer, DeGrom, Thor, Aaron Nola, Clayton Kershaw. For the catchers, Yadir Molina, Wilson Contreras, Buster Posey, JT Raul Muto, and Jorge R. For the infielders, Anthony Rizzo, Joe Panic, Corey Seeger, Nolan Arenado, Manny Machado. For the outfielders, Ronald Acuna Jr., Bryce Harper, Christian yelich Lorenzo Kane, and Charlie Blackman. And for the American League, I have Corey Kluber, Sevi, Luis Severino, Chris Sale, Justin Verlander, Blake Snell. For the catchers, Gary Sanchez, Danny Jansen, Salvador Perez, Roberto Perez, and Christian Vasquez. And for the infielders, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, Gleber Torres, Francisco Lindor. And for the outfielders, Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, George Springer, and Eloy Jimenez. And for the D.H.'s, Stanton, Cruz, Jadie Martinez, Carlos Santana, and Edwin Encarnacion. Okay, I like it. I I did mine a little different. I did,
1: instead of AL and NL, I just did an all of baseball, and I I did each – position instead of like infield I did first second short and third so I'll run down that for you for pitchers I got Scherzer, DeGrom, Sale, Verlander, and Kluber catchers Rail Muto, Buster Posey, Gary Sanchez, Wilson Contreras, Yasmani Grandal first baseman a lot of NL talent there Goldschmidt, Freeman, Rizzo, Votto, Bellinger second base uh Javi Baez, Jose Altuve could really flip them either way both are phenomenal talents Whit Merrifield is a guy I love from the Kansas City Royals. Uh, you got Ozzy Albies and Gleyber Torres. Shortstops, um, loaded position, Francisco Lindor. Xander Bogarts. I'm I'm higher on him than most. I know I'm a Red Sox fan, so I'm a little biased, but put him at two. Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, and Andrew Alton Simmons. Third base, um, Arenado, Jose Ramirez, Bregman, Bryant, Re- Anthony Rendon from the Nationals. And then outfield, Trout, Mookie, Yelich, blackman and judge and then dh really jd then chris davis and then any other one who wants to call themselves a dh because it's those two and then everybody else really for me
0: yes absolutely so my final mlb thoughts is i can't wait for tomorrow opening day is going to be great and i'm sure that uh since the year game for the red sox is at 7 p.m eastern time it'll be 4 4 p.m out west
1: yes definitely and I'm obviously also very, very excited for baseball. Baseball is far and away my favorite sport. This is the the best time of year when when the weather starts to warm up a bit and you get you get Boston baseball back. The thing that I'm most happy about is that like you said, the game tomorrow is at seven o'clock because the thing that made me the most nervous was, hey, we're playing on the West Coast for 11 days. Does that mean I have to watch a bunch of games at 10 or 11 o'clock at night? But thankfully, ESPN bailed us out. Took our game against the Mariners tomorrow and now we get the seven o'clock game. So I will be be watching that game. It'll be appointment television.
0: And I'm sure you'll be watching a lot of ten o'clock games after that one.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I may need my sleep by then.
0: <laughs> yeah, so now that being said, we'll take a break and when we come back it's time for Patriots talk. Okay.